Hey there, this is Tom Webster, and welcome to Sounds Profitable for Tuesday, September 6th. Host reads or announcer reads in podcast advertising. Do we have to choose? You know, there's a lot of received wisdom that says host read ads beat announcer read ads in podcasting, but is this always true? And could it even be a false choice? At Podcast Movement in Dallas this year, Sounds Profitable released our second research project after these messages, which I'll call ATM for short, although it does not disperse cash. We studied the differences among the three types of podcast advertising uh, in terms of execution. A live ad-libbed host read of an ad, a scripted ad read by the host, and the same scripted ad read by a professional announcer who fit the style and the mood of the podcast that we selected. Now, I've worked on over 100 advertising effectiveness studies in podcasting in one form or another, and I can tell you there's no perfect study of this sort of thing. But for this project, we wanted to see just how pristine a research design we could practically engineer to get to the heart of the differential appeal and lift of these three popular ad executions. We stayed away from things like baked-in versus DAI because the listener doesn't make these distinctions. They don't know. Any form of advertising can be delivered baked-in or with digital insertion. It can be directly sold or sold programmatically. The real distinctions are in how the ad is executed, not how it's delivered. I mean, if you think host-read ads can't be delivered via DAI, that's that's a failure of the imagination. To make the results meaningful, we knew that we needed to execute all three ads as well as we could, and that they had to be housed in content that would fit and showcase the ad as much as possible. So we chose a very popular show, The Jordan Harbinger Show, and an extremely mass appeal episode of that show, with, which was Jordan's interview with Matthew McConaughey. We then chose a brand that we knew Jordan's audience would know, but one that wasn't a ubiquitous insurance company, Athletic Greens. Finally, Jordan recorded both a live read version of the spot, sort of an ad-lib style, which he typically does, and a scripted spot. We also engaged Ashley Hamer Pritchard, who, among other things, was the former co-host of Curiosity Daily and a fantastic talent. Uh, We had Ashley read the same scripted ad as Jordan. Now, we played that content for 1,049 regular podcast listeners, weekly podcast listeners, 18 years and up sampled from an online panel, and waited to the latest infinite dial statistics from Edison Research, who fielded this study for us, Wondery and Art19. In addition to the show segment, one of these three ad treatments was also included. So about 350 podcast listeners heard each one of these treatments. In this sample, we also had 300 people who had ever listened to Jordan's show, which gave us a wonderfully robust subgroup with which to compare the total results. And those results, my friends, were remarkable. It, it turns out that podcast advertising works, if you, if you didn't know that. Now, I encourage you to download the study and watch the entire presentation at soundsprofitable.com. But I summarized the most meaningful stats on one slide in the deck, which was a kind of performance summary of the stats. Uh, and on the left side of that slide uh, was a list of The kind of basic uh, summary stats here, the overall appeal, the fit with the show, unaided recall, interest in learning more, likelihood to purchase, and so on, with the total sample. 
Now, with the total sample, the live ad-libbed read by Jordan was clearly the best, with 68% of the sample hearing that ad able to recall the brand name Athletic Greens without any help. They simply wrote in Athletic Greens when they were asked if they recalled any brands mentioned in the content that they had just heard. That's an extremely good number. That would be a positive number in any study, Uh, especially, by the way, for a brand that, while they're a major podcast advertiser, they're not available in retail stores. Now, that said, the announcer read by Ashley did really well. Uh, If you compare that with the 68% that the ad-lib version from Jordan got for unaided recall, uh, the version that Ashley did, the scripted announcer read, did uh, almost as well, really. It got uh, 47%, so nearly half uh, were able to recall the brand without aid. Now, it's certainly apparent that the live host-read ad was the best driver of things like likelihood to purchase, interest in learning more, and of course, fit with the show. But in every measure, the scripted read from an announcer performed wonderfully. I can assure you that if I had shown the announcer read scores to a client in a brand lift study, they would have been delighted. Now, part of the reason for this was, and hold on to your hats here, that Ashley did a good read. It wasn't a crappy radio spot. It was warm and intelligent and 100% within the ethos of Jordan's show. It didn't violate the listener's earballs. But there was something else, and the key to that can be found on the right side of that slide that I talked about. And on the right side are those same scores, but with the respondents who told us that they listened to Jordan's show or had ever listened to Jordan's show. Now, as you might have guessed and hoped, the scores were significantly higher in most cases. The average likelihood to purchase the brand with Jordan's listeners was 82%, which, and I'm going to give you a technical term here, is ginormous. And similarly, the fit with the show and the overall appeal of the ad were much higher uh, and, in fact, probably scored better than the content on some other non-Jordan podcasts might have. But still, there were two very intriguing and perhaps counterintuitive findings within these data. First, though there was a clear pecking order with the three reads among the total sample, with the live ad lib doing the best, Jordan's scripted version in second place, and Ashley's announcer-read scripted version in third. With Jordan's listeners, the three reads were essentially tied in many of the categories that we tested. In fact, the overall appeal of the announcer-read spot was statistically no different to Jordan's live read. The second potentially counterintuitive finding here, the unaided recall stats for the brand, which I just mentioned earlier were 68% with the total sample, were actually lower than that with Jordan's listeners. In fact, uh, for the live read, the unaided recall for the brand was not 68%, it was 51%. Now, how could an ad that performed so much better in every other way have significantly lower unaided recall with actual show listeners than with people who'd never heard Jordan? Well, the answer here was revealed in two key stats. First, Jordan's listeners were more than twice as likely to have already been familiar with the brand, 62% versus 26% for those who have never listened to the show. And second, Jordan's listeners were 10 times as likely to have already purchased the product, 41% of Jordan's listeners say they had purchased Athletic Greens versus 4% of those who had not listened to the show. 
And those two stats suggest a tantalizing theory for how all of this works. Athletic Greens has been an advertiser on Jordan's show for a while, so naturally his audience is more familiar with the brand. And, reassuringly for the entire industry, they've purchased it. Which means that in the context of this study, the sample of Jordan's listeners hadn't just heard of the brand, they were very familiar with it. It was, in fact, a part of the show. So when we asked his listeners if they heard a brand advertised in the content, for at least some percentage, the answer was no, because it didn't necessarily register as an ad. But in subsequent questions from aided recall to appeal to likelihood to purchase, the scores showed that his audience was in fact incredibly receptive of the advertising and incredibly positive towards the brand. Reassuringly, this stuff works. So if we think about the receptivity of an audience to a host-read ad and one that they have heard for a while, the performance of the announcer-read ad with Jordan's fans actually makes a ton of sense to me. Now, in the year 14 BP, that's before podcasting, I spent a couple of years teaching rhetoric and composition to incoming first-year students at Penn State. One of the foundational principles of rhetoric is something called the known new contract, If you want to introduce something new to the recipient of a message, it will be more effective if that message is clothed or preceded by something familiar, by something known first. Intuitively, this should make sense to you. In advertising, it explains the power of the celebrity endorsement or even the voice read by a famous actor. Donald Sutherland sold a lot more Volvos than I ever could because his voice was familiar, and it served as a warm welcome to a brand you might not have considered. Even if I were to crash a Volvo, I would do so, secure in the knowledge that I would be cradled safely in the folds of that gravelly baritone and hopefully side airbags. The same thing, I submit, happens with host-read ads, which is apparent when we look at the scores with people who weren't Jordan listeners. The newcomer to Athletic Greens is given a warm entry to the brand by a familiar voice, the host who had just delivered compelling content, the Matthew McConaughey interview, which makes them more receptive to the new, which is the brand. This is why host-read ads are, in the words of my friend Marshall Williams, beachfront property. The host-read escorts the brand safely past the initial barriers many of us put up to advertising, especially today in an era where we spend so much money on ad-free subscription content. So why did the announcer read ads perform equally well with Jordan's listeners? Well, it's the same contract, but in reverse. For many of those listeners, the known here, the known quantity, was the brand. It's been part of Jordan's content. It's been there all along, supporting the content that Jordan's fans know and love. And that, in turn, made Jordan's audience more receptive to the new, which in this case was Ashley's voice. That's pretty wild. Now, this is all a theory, of course. It's better than an educated guess, however. I've seen a lot of these studies. But what all of this suggests is that if you frame the podcast advertising choice as host read versus announcer read, you might be making a false choice because they work differently. And each may be more effective than the other, depending on the context. The host read ad may be the best way to introduce a brand cold to an audience with the host vouching for a new brand, serving as its ambassador, especially for live reads, and generally providing the brand with a warm welcome. 
It may not really even be that important for the brand to cram all of its messaging into these live ad lib uh, reads because that's too many steps at once. The host provides a red carpet for the brand and tells their audience that this brand is okay. It supports this show and it's worthy of your attention. Now, when that warm introduction is made, perhaps later in a campaign, it may be that using an announcer red spot becomes a more efficient and cost-effective way to transmit the specific features and benefits of a brand. Now, let's face it. There are many live host reads that eventually fall flat as the host tires of waxing poetically about insurance or motor oil. But this is where the announcer read can shine. That warm, contextually and tonally congruent spot will never tire out and never tire of consistently delivering the messaging crucial to the brand and their metrics for success. There's a lot more to digest in this wonderful study. So much, in fact, that we're going to put out a part two of this study very, very soon. But I hope I've put the question to rest of which works better, host read or announcer read spots. The answer, of course, is yes. This study and a lot more can be found at soundsprofitable.com. Uh, and this episode was produced with the help of Spooler. With a simple drag-and-drop interface, Spooler helps podcast publishers and app developers get audio to listeners faster and easier. You can find out more at spooler.fm. And on behalf of Sounds Profitable, I'm Tom Webster. Thanks for listening. <laughs>